welcome to episode 86 of Tools for this podcast, your safe space for grown-up talk about childish things, and tonight, we are talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. Get ready for our full-on spoiler discussion of what many are calling the greatest superhero film ever made. Do we agree? Let's find out! Honored and after! What up, my brother? Sorry, I jumped in a little early with the air horn because I'm excited. No, 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 no. Give me all that air horn. I love that shit. <laughs> you can worry about it. <laughs> uh, man, Spider-Man, huh? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk all about it. Yeah, I, I almost I almost don't want to say spoiler alert because I feel like everybody already knows everything that happens oh. in this movie. Oh, yeah. But we are going to talk about it. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah. It's a pretty epic situation, this film. Mm. But before we get to that, and we will get to that, how are you, Kev? It's been a few weeks. We took a few weeks off. There hasn't been a lot. Yeah, no, there really hasn't been. Well, other I, than, until this, and this is definitely a lot, but yeah, um, than, how, how have you been? What, what's new? Uh, not much. Um, no, I was going to say, other than Hawkeye, yeah, I guess uh, we haven't really yeah. talked about anything, really. Um, I am enjoying Hawkeye. We're going to review yeah. Hawkeye at the end of the series Yeah, uh, after the thing wraps. We haven't been talking about it every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, you know, just a little a little preview. I am enjoying Hawkeye. I yeah. do. I am. And, and I and I, I am looking forward to talking about that. Okay. But we're not what we but we're both not caught up. Uh, and uh, we're going to do an episode on it when All it's right. done. Yeah, I'm only two episodes in, so uh, I definitely need to catch up. <laughs> it's uh-huh, what, uh-huh, six, six episodes, uh-huh. right? Or seven? It's six episodes long, so there, yeah, I think okay. there's only one left. I think we're on episode six coming up yeah, this okay. this week, so right. maybe next week we'll get our, our Hawkeye reviews in. All right, sounds good. Um, yeah, you um, know what? other than that, yeah, uh, just are you ready for Christmas? Um, uh, am I ready? No, yeah. no, I am not ready. No. I am not ready. Um, you know, hmm, I have less shopping to do this year than I, than I, than I do normally most years. Um, but, um, I was actually going out tonight to try to finish. I have like a few people, a few things left. And just before I went out, I got a, I got a, a message letting me know that someone I know connected to my family uh, tested positive for COVID oh, uh, today, and both my nephews were with that person mm. on the weekend, and so therefore, my family Christmas just got postponed until New Year's. Yeah, fair enough. Um. So, um, and honestly, mm. the, the, this has been the day that I've had. This was the third person today. Oh wow! That that I know or, or that is a friend of a friend, Mm -hmm. uh, or that I know second like connection. Right. Um, but the third person today that I'm connected to that tested positive. So Mm. this Omicron wave is fucking crazy. And I guarantee you, Kev, here's Mm. my guarantee, uh, full lockdowns coming after, 
after in January. Full lockdown's coming back. Probably. Um, <laughs> and and they're not announcing it yet because yeah. of the holidays and they don't want to bum everybody out and it's politically inconvenient for them mm. to announce a full lockdown right before Christmas. Yeah. So they're waiting till after Christmas and and then everything's getting locked down again. I guarantee. I guarantee it. <laughs> I'm calling well, it. Well, it's Kevin. funny because today I'm I calling saw, it. We're um, all going back. We're all we're all getting locked back up. Yeah, I saw on Facebook that um, Cineplex in Quebec is locked down. They they're they they canceled all their shows. Jeez. Um, yeah, they're so. And I, did it? Did it? They weren't they open when Ontario was still closed? Like weren't they open before us? I thought. I'm not who, sure. Quebec. About. Yeah. That I'm not hundred percent sure. I felt like Quebec was like. Ahead of Ontario on reopening. I'm not sure now. Anyway. I feel like, I know at one point they were really bad for COVID. So. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. I, I think based on the number of cases mm-hmm. and based on just my own experience, yeah. uh, full lockdown is coming again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and, You're probably uh, right. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not happy about that, yeah. obviously. Uh, but I'm scared again, Kev. I'm scared of getting COVID again. Mm-hmm. I'm scared of dying of COVID again. Yeah. And I'm desperate to book my appointment for my for my third shot for my booster. And I tried well, today. And and all the appointments are already taken. And yeah. it's probably going to be a month before. I don't know. But probably. Well, you're all skinny now. So you, you should be good. Here's the other thing, <laughs> Kev. Here's the other thing. Yeah. Uh, I... I officially hit 80 pounds down today, yeah, to this good. morning. Congrats. Uh, I have lost 80 pounds nice. since I started my weight loss journey back in March. Mm-hmm. On March 9th, I went on my diet. Oh, you, I weighed, you started it on Biggie's, the, the anniversary of Biggie's death. I, I I did. That was a coincidence, <laughs> but yes, I did. There you go. Um, I was 299 pounds on that day. Mm. I am 219 pounds today. Crazy. I... I feel like so much better. I really do. Um, good good for you, man. But, uh, there are health complications that often come with rapid weight loss. Yes. Um, and this is my second time experiencing this kind of rapid weight loss and I am having health complications again. So I was at the doctor today. Actually, I had a doctor's appointment this afternoon. Okay. And, uh, and we're talking about some stuff, nothing or nothing major, nothing yeah. scary. Well, something possibly scary. We're, we'll we'll see. I'm going for an ultrasound to check something out. Okay. But nothing scary yet. Nothing yeah. to be worried about at All this right. point. Well, but um, hopefully anyway. everything comes back negative, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, I'm very happy about my weight loss uh, journey so far. Um, it, it's I've I have averaged out almost exactly two pounds a week. Mm over the entire course of this whole thing, Crazy. which I think is, which I think is a really good healthy pace. Yeah. Um, not too fast, not too slow. Yeah, um, you, and yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to reaching my goal. And if I stay on pace, it'll be March nice. uh, when I'm saying I hit my goal. So that's not too far away. Nice. Yeah. All right. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's me. Yes. How about you? Yeah. No, I'm just, going on, yeah, man? still working. What's a guan? Wagwan. Uh, still working. Uh, this week should be um, a, a fun week because uh, um, we, of course, we're off on. We'll, we'll be off on the Friday. Christmas is on Saturday. We get Monday as well, so we'll have a nice long weekend. Uh, nice half day on Thursday. Um, 
yeah no uh, other than that yeah things things are good um good. yeah no no real complaints <clears throat> so um good. yeah i'm i'm just a little uh i had a little scare with my spider-man tickets i, I thought i was gonna get screwed and not oh. be able to see it on the weekend but yeah um no i thought i'm glad everything worked out um i still they did even though they didn't cut the theater in half uh, everyone still had their tickets and whatever so uh-huh. that's good yeah so i was a little when i first saw the announcement i was a little a little like fuck are you kidding me like i've been waiting for this movie for how long i'm so excited and well and, yeah. look i look i'm gonna make a major revelation right now are you mm-hmm. ready for this yeah, are you ready for my rape my major revelation all right hit me some people some people are gonna be disappointed in me right now mm-hmm. when i admit this some people are gonna be like what Pff, what yeah but here it is. Um, I, I I didn't see Spider-Man No Way Home in the theater. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, I actually got too scared of the virus over the weekend. Okay. And I, and I decided I'm not going back to the theater until I get my booster. Oh, so, okay. um, man, I bit the bullet hard. Mm. I bit the bullet hard because... Like this is not my thing. I don't enjoy doing this. Yeah. I, I really love the big screen. Yes. Um. I, especially IMAX. If yeah. I can see a movie I, in IMAX, I, I will see it. it in IMAX. I watched it in IMAX. Yeah. Um. And I envy you, brother, because mm. I fucking. <laughs> I'm gonna say it out loud. I'm gonna admit it. Mm. I watched the cam. Okay. I downloaded the cam. Yeah. From Pirate Bay, and that's what I watched. Yeah. And look. The Pirate Bay on the the cam on Pirate Bay, the cam version is not bad. Okay, mm-hmm. it's not bad. If you watch it with headphones, the audio issues are kind of okay. They're mitigated, mm-hmm. and and you can you can get all the audio. And okay, there are some blurry spots. There's some spots where the cam goes out of focus. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say about a full five minutes of the movie uh, on the cam version is out of focus. Mm-hmm. But in a movie that's just shy of three hours long, that five minutes doesn't feel like a lot. I feel like I still saw an amazing movie. I still enjoyed the shit out of this movie. Right. I still have huge like responses and reactions to this movie. So um, I don't feel like it killed it for me. But I am going to be honest. I'm coming out. I'm saying it right now. <laughs> I have not had the big screen experience of Spider-Man No Way Home. Right. I envy you for that, but um, my COVID fear has has prevented me from that. So far. fair enough. Um, before we get to it, I guess, and we'll get to it soon. We're mm-hmm. almost there. But um, I guess was there anything else this week? Was there anything else in the last few weeks mm-hmm. that we haven't been podcasting for? Uh, that we haven't sp- that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, That's well, we haven't really uh, we haven't talked about. Um, so they released another Morbius uh, trailer. Yeah. Um, Matrix comes out this week. Uh, Matrix, already... which is getting mixed reactions yeah, mixed to reviews, the to reviews. the preview or to the early viewings. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kev, I'm just gonna say, I have a feeling. No, I'm not gonna say. I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not decided yet. We'll see. My mind is open. Yeah. Um, because in the polarized world we live in right now, mm. 
like everything has a mixed reaction almost mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah. Ec- except for eternals which like, like a universally positive or w- what was the movie that you recently had a universally positive i think it was eternals uh, anyway yeah anyway yeah. i feel like the eternals jury is was, out was on the mixed, mixed reaction too. eternals was a little mixed too a lot of, rev- a lot of uh these big time reviewers didn't like it sure but, but the, it, the it major, received a positive, a very big. I have a weird take on the Eternals too. I yeah. still think maybe Marvel shouldn't have made it. Mm. Here's what I think. I never said this in our review of Eternals. Okay. Yeah, okay. Record scratch. <laughs> um. <laughs> because after we did our Eternals review, I wish I had talked about this. When Kevin Feige decided to make Eternals, mm. it was right after Warner Brothers DC had in- announced that they were making a New Gods movie. Okay. Right? And, like, New Gods are, like, DC's characters that are all the characters that surround Darkseid. Mm. And so they're, like, the upper echelon of the DC, like, galactic characters all created by Jack Kirby. And everybody at the time was like, well, that's kind of a weird choice for you to make. But, I mean, it's interesting. It's bold. I was excited when I heard it at first, right? Mm-hmm. But then, like, right soon after that, Kevin Feige announced the Eternals film. And people were like, well, this is kind of a weird choice. Like, why does the MCU need this comic group mm. in it? But it just seemed like it was a direct response to the DC New Gods film. Right. Now, the DC New Gods film, by the way, was kind of a direct uh, like follow-up to Zack Snyder's Justice League. It mm-hmm. was all built around his kind of universe there. Right. So when the whole Batman versus Superman debacle happened and then Zack Snyder kind of got you know he left the project voluntarily but he kind of got pushed off the project and and uh what's his name took over justice league uh, uh joss, uh, whedon. joss whedon yeah joss whedon around that time dc canceled the new gods movie mm. right because they were like <clears throat> okay this jack this zack snyder direction wasn't working out now we're going in this Joss Whedon direction, right? But Marvel didn't cancel the Eternals movie in response, right? So I, I, I feel like that helped make the Eternals movie even more weird. Mm. Like, why do you need this film, Marvel? Why did you make that movie at all? Like, why, like how is this going to tie into any of the rest of your shit? It doesn't seem to, really. And also, it's got this weird religious overtone to it that I talked about a lot in my review. I referred to it as Marvel's War Against God because it kind of is. If you if you examine the story, it kind of is. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I just think all all that is is, is funny because I think that um, Kevin Feige went through a phase of of like trying to beat Mar- uh, DC at everything they were trying to do. Right. And I think that's 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 when he decided to make the Turtles movie. 
<clears throat> and then DC changed their mind and he didn't. And I think that's why that movie kind of stands out as a weird exception and why. And I think it always will, but mm. we'll see. Anyway, random tangent. Sorry, I apologize. It's all good. Shall shall we get to Spider-Man No Way Home then? Yeah, whenever you're ready. I'm fucking ready. This movie was amazing. <laughs> Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size. Catches seeds just like flies. Look out. Here comes the Spider-Man. And the other one. And the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Okay. Here's my thing with Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, I'm a DC guy. Yep. If you know me, you know that. Mm-hmm. Um, in my childhood... Um, I was formed, my psyche was formed around the Star Wars films and the Superman films okay. that occurred in the, in the early eighties. Mm. Um, and then later on the Tim Burton Batman film, mm. um, you know, really, really rocked my world that the Tim Burton Batman movie was the first movie that I ever reviewed online. Okay. It, it, it was still the eighties, I think. Um, and I had a 400 baud modem, uh, connected to my Commodore 64 computer. Mm -hmm. And I was on like the local bulletin boards, like Oshawa bulletin board sites. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I, I was posting reviews for that Tim Burton Batman movie. Um, I was so, so moved by that movie. DC is like my blood, my blood. By the time the 90s rolled around and the the Sam Raimi Spider-Man film came out, um, I was kind of a grown-up, and it didn't like affect me on a psychological level the way those 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 other films did because I was still a kid, right? Mm. Um, and um, I really appreciated them. Like, I really enjoyed the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films. Mm -hmm. um, and I really kind of looked at them as Spider-Man's moment of being treated cinematically in the same amazing way that Superman was in the 80s. And that Batman was later on in the 80s. I felt like, man, Sam Raimi is really putting Spider-Man on the screen in a beautiful, perfect way. Mm. You know, the way that I enjoyed as a child. Now I appreciate that a young generation of kids is probably getting this, like, religious kind of experience from this Spider-Man movie. Um, which really was great, right? Um, the the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man uh, was really a great movie. It's not it's not in my DNA the way Superman and Batman are, but personally, but right. was really great. Like I, I really appreciate that it's a great movie and that its sequels were good too. Mm -hmm. Then Andrew Garfield came along, and those movies were really good too. And and it was recent enough that I don't know if you remember this, but I remember like the weird feeling among the audience, right? Like we were still stoked on the Tobey Maguire series pretty much when Andrew Garfield was suddenly cast. Right. 
And we, it was kind of a rapid kind of thing, kind of unexpected. Is that the way you remember it? Am I right about that? Um, rapid? From, from Toby Maguire to Andrew Garfield. Right. Um, there were, I don't know about rapid, because there, there was a few years in between, and... I don't remember how. Many I remember years. reacting like, "Well, why? Like, 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 why are we well, just? Why are we cutting the? Why are we just moving on to a different actor and then kind of making the f- first movie over again?" I feel like the time between Toby's first movie and Andrew's first movie, which kind of told the same origin story, yeah, was, like was four, really brief. Yeah, it was. Um, it was like for <laughs> five years. Right. It was five years. Right, and that's. It's kind of short, right? Like, we mm-hmm. didn't get that for Batman, right? There was a long time between, you know, whatever the last iteration of Batman was before um, Christian Bale. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then there's a long time between Superman's after, uh, I'm sorry, um, I'm trying to think of too many names Harvey in a row. Kidd. Christopher Reeves. Christopher right. Reeves. Okay. After Christopher Reeves, there was a long time before we had another Superman, right? Mm. But we went from Tobey Maguire to Andrew Garfield really quickly. So Spider-Man fans, I felt back then, when that happened, when that transition happened, kind of felt a little jolted. And there was a big question in the air. Is this Andrew Garfield thing going to work out? And how long is this Andrew Garfield thing going to last? Is Are we just going to have a new Spider-Man every five years? Is that the way it's going to work now? I felt like it was like a, a weird choice at the time, and there was a lot of kind of discussion about it. And then everybody kind of liked the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man and said, okay, this is this is great too. Now we have a new great Spider-Man. It's awesome. And then the second movie, and then nothing. And then Tom Holland kind of came kind of soon after Andrew Garfield, right? Okay. Um, there was a lot of good stuff in there. A lot of good Spider-Man movies happened among this uh, along this journey. Um, I enjoyed, I think, all of them. You know, a lot of people had criticism for a bunch of them, a couple of them anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, I think they were all generally pretty good films, and I, I think they they all had a pretty good, pretty big following um, who were taken on this journey, right? This Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland journey. It all came pretty close together. Um. So then this film comes, right? Mm. And we've been living with the marketing campaign for this film for a long time. Uh, like, it, it was leaked that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were in this film a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield have been denying that they're in this movie in interviews. And Tom Holland have been, has been denying that those guys were in this movie for a long time. Yeah. <clears throat> And it was so long that it became obvious that they were in the movie. Um, and there were various YouTube videos like that were, that were like proving that it was in the movie. Just from, you know, you go that long and enough leaks come out and, and people know. Um, and, and so, man, expectation levels for me were super high, right? Mm-hmm. Because it was clear... That they were trying to do something here that was epically huge. They were trying to do the same thing that Rise of Skywalker claimed that it was going to do. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Rise of Skywalker claimed, J.J. Abrams claimed that Rise of Skywalker was going to take every movie 
in the previous two Star Wars trilogies and the sequel trilogy and tie them all up together in a bow. Right. And give it a satisfactory conclusion at the same time. Right. right? Now, you know, everybody has their own opinion about whether Rise of Skywalker did that. Mm-hmm. I, of course, think that it failed miserably, that it did not even come close to doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was more egregious because they came out and they announced it beforehand. Like, this is what we're planning to do. Okay? Right. Sony did not. Like, Sony, like went out and just lied about what this movie was going to be right sony did not say we're taking all of these three spider-man trilogies even though the second one wasn't a trilogy i don't know but um we're taking all of these spider-man storylines and we're tying them together into one contiguous story and we're going to pay tribute to each of these characters and treat each of these characters with the utmost respect and love and care and fan service. Mm. And then we're going to put them in a story altogether. That is a wonderful story with a wonderful conclusion where all three of these Spider-Man get to be the hero of this story. Like Kev, I, I, I don't know. Like the more I watched this movie, the more I sat through the third act of this film, mm-hmm. the third act of this film. If you're a Spider-Man fan, like if, okay, if this was my, if this was one of my beloved franchises, right? Like mm-hmm. not just the franchise that I appreciate like Spider-Man, but a franchise like Superman or Batman or star Wars, And if the storytelling had been pulled off on a level this fucking perfect, Mm -hmm. I would be the happiest fan on earth. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, even though Spider-Man is not my number one fandom, um, as a guy who's just appreciated all these films all this time, um, holy shit, I am impressed. Mm Mm-hmm. By Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. Because everything I just illumined, uh, just like, um, uh, hinted at happens in this film. Right. Like the character of Tobey Maguire, uh, a Spider-Man and the character of Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, when they enter into this film at the beginning of the third act, this film takes on, it's a new life. Yeah. Where, these guys' storylines become integral to Tom Holland's storyline. Mm-hmm. And all three trilogies, all three trilogies harmoni- harmoniously join into one story. And I'm not exaggerating. I swear to God, Andrew Garfield's character, Tobey Maguire's character, the moment when they meet, the moment when they like start to become friends Mm -hmm. is a moment of pure healing for all of those Spider-Man fans who had all of those questions during all that time of, of like drastic change and what's going on and poor, like Toby, we miss him. We never got to say goodbye really. Mm -hmm. And Andrew, we love him, 
but like what's going on with the franchise right like all of this stuff is like put to rest in this movie yeah mm-hmm. do you, do you, am i wrong you're absolutely not wrong am i um, overreacting and i felt that this was truly a love letter to the oh my god franchise no i totally agree with you like they... and 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 not just that because because like previous things have been that to me like mm-hmm. like i said that about gotham was that for batman right but but Gotham was not this good. Like not even clo- like this was good. The first okay, the first half of the movie was mm-hmm. not great. Was not great. It was kind of a mess. Kind of uh, I I could have I could I would have fixed a lot of stuff in the first half of the movie. Not the story though. Mm-hmm. The direction, like like the way it was edited, the way it was filmed, um, is what I had a problem with. Nah, okay. But but the story throughout this film. Was was great. I thought it was mm-hmm. great. I thought Kev, look, uh, let's talk about the story. Fine, let's yeah. go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, movie starts exactly where the last movie left off. Yeah, so we knew that. So, J. Jonah Jameson is on television. Spider Man and MJ are in the middle of downtown crowded New York. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody starts going nuts, and and they decide to flee. So Spider Man swinging around. Um, and, 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 and getting away and trying to absorb what's happening to him at the same time. Um, and they end up going back to, uh, obviously the Spider-Man's, uh, home where, uh, uh where Aunt May is mm-hmm. in the middle of dumping happy. Yeah. Uh, so we get a comical scene where happy is kind of crying and kind of begging and being pathetic and, and Aunt May is being her normal, uh, just uh, kind of detached and um, cheerful self while she's dumping him and breaking his heart. Um, In the middle of this, uh, all of the media and law enforcement on earth is descending on their apartment at the same time. Um, It's funny. It's, it's, it's this, it's the same kind of, uh, of witty, funny, fast-paced scenes that we have seen in every first act of every Spider-Man film in this trilogy. It all works. It's all really fun. Mm-hmm. It's all really great. Um, uh, we're introduced to the plot line of, uh, uh, of Peter Parker and MJ and um, Ned are all applying to university colleges mm-hmm. and hoping to go to college together and and live together and um you know uh continue their friendships throughout their college experience um unfortunately the situation uh (laughs) where spider-man is revealed and ned and mj are revealed to be his accomplices Mm -hmm. um uh makes all the colleges they apply to reject them yeah also association also in the first act there is an amazing cameo by none other than Daredevil uh, Matt, Matt Murdock, mm-hmm. um, and it's he's played by uh, Charlie. What's his name? Charlie. Charlie his... something. I can't remember right now. Uh, anyway, the guy from the Netflix series mm-hmm. uh, is is the the Daredevil in the MCU now officially. He has an amazing cameo scene where he plays. Uh, Peter Parker's lawyer, and he's only in one scene where he's sitting in Peter Parker's apartment with, with uh, Peter Parker and MJ, and he's telling them, none of these charges against you are going to stick. You're going to get off. Um, 
and then uh, somebody throws a brick through the window at them, and Spider-Man goes to catch it, but Daredevil catches it first, and mm-hmm. it's amazing. It's amazing, that little cameo, dude. I loved it, okay? Yeah. I loved it. I want to say I knew it was, was going to be there. We had heard a long time ago that Daredevil was, Daredevil was going to be Spider-Man's lawyer in the movie. Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox, yeah. Um, look, the Netflix Daredevil show was great. Um, Charlie Cox was amazing Daredevil. His supporting cast were all superb. And Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin was so amazing that he's already uh, been seen on screen before this uh, because they're bringing him back to and he is the villain of the Hawkeye series, which we're going to. Oh, I'm sorry, Kevin. Did I spoil that for you? No, Fuck. I already knew. Because uh, okay, don't worry. Okay. The internet. Kevin hasn't watched that, that far yet, but <laughs> in the end of in the end of episode five of the Hawkeye yeah. series, we find out that it's not only Kingpin, but it's Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin yeah. from the Netflix series. And yes, in Spider-Man, we get Charlie Cox in this amazing, fun, brief cameo. And it was just brief, but it was perfect, yeah. right? Yeah. Because he showed that he has like reflexes on par with Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and we got that Peter Parker's jaw dropped, right? It was perfect. Yeah. It was perfect. Anyway, in my opinion. But moving on, yeah. um, you know, the charges get dropped against Spider-Man and everybody in his world. But the world still knows he's Spider-Man and their life is still hell. So they get rejected by their universities. Spider-Man is feeling terribly guilty because his friends are now suffering because just because they're his friends and for no other reason. So he gets the idea to go to Doctor Strange because he thinks Doctor Strange can rewind time. Mm-hmm. He can go back in time and make it so that nobody ever found out he was Spider-Man. Doctor Strange, of course, reminds Peter Parker that he no longer has the Time Stone based on the events of Endgame. Um, But then he does remember, oh, wait a minute, there is this other spell that might be able to help you. uh, This spell that makes people forget. Maybe we can just make everybody forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man and that will solve your problem instead. Mm -hmm. During this scene, we find out something very important. And it didn't turn out to be this so important in this movie, but I'm sure this is going to be very, very important in the Doctor Strange movie. Okay. And that is that Doctor Strange is no longer the Sorcerer Supreme. Right. Wong is now the Sorcerer Supreme. And the explanation for that is Doctor Strange was blipped for five years. So during that five years, somebody had to take over and Wong took over. So Wong is now the official Sorcerer Supreme, and that is still the way it is, Hmm. even after this movie. So going into Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange is not the Sorcerer Supreme. And let me say, that is so important. And I'm going to make a JR prediction right here. I'm just going to insert it in here right now. Go for it. The reason that is so important is a line from WandaVision. Okay. Do you you know what line I'm talking about? Refresh my memory. The line from WandaVision was from Agnes. Okay. Agnes, in the, I think it was the second last episode or the last episode, when she is giving, when she is revealing Wanda's chaos magic information, 
she says, uh, the Scarlet Witch is even more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. Okay. And back when we were watching WandaVision, everybody said, oh, she's talking about Doctor Strange. Hmm. WandaVision just said that the Scarlet Witch is more powerful than Doctor Strange. Uh Uh-uh! No, no. This movie changes that formula. Hmm. This is the reason. I'm telling you right now. This is a Jared prediction. I have no proof yet, but I'm telling you right now. The reason we found out in Spider-Man No Way Home that Wong is now the Sorcerer Supreme and not Doctor Strange is because, fuck that, nobody is more powerful than Doctor Strange. Okay? uh, The Scarlet Witch is not more powerful than Doctor Strange. We're going to find that out in his movie. Um, She's more powerful than Wong, I bet, because he's the Sorcerer Supreme now. Mm. And that's, that's the kind of little trick that Kevin Feige plays. And I'm going to talk about this more later when we talk about the post credit scene. Okay. When we talk about Venom, okay, we're going to talk about this little trick that Kevin Feige pulls in just, in just writing like one little line of dialogue that, that is just to change something later on in the MCU. Because that's what I'm saying is happening here. The line in WandaVision, the Scarlet Witch is even more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme was to make us think at the time because we're watching Wanda's show at that time, right? Oh my God, Wanda's the most powerful. Wanda's more powerful than Doctor Strange. But everybody knows that Doctor Strange is the most powerful sorcerer in the MCU, not Scarlet Witch. Mm -hmm. So now that we're moving back to Doctor Strange's movie and Spider-Man was like the first step back to Doctor Strange's movie, it's the first step back to establishing no... Doctor Strange is actually more powerful, and we're going to prove that in his movie. I bet you. I'm just predicting that. Anyway, okay. I went on a rant about that. Uh, where was I in the story? Um, Wong, Wong is now the Sorcerer Supreme, mm-hmm. um, and 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 he's and he's and he tells Doctor Strange, "Look, don't use that. Make everybody forget stuff. Spell that spell dances with the dark side a little bit, and it's dangerous." And Doctor Strange was like, we've used it for way less important stuff. You worry too much. Get out of here. And Wong says, fine, we'll do whatever you want, but just leave me out of it. Mm-hmm. Which is basically the movie's way of telling us we're not going to see Wong again in this movie, no matter what happens, mm-hmm. even though he's the Sorcerer Supreme now, which is fine. Wong leaves. We go and we see what we've always seen in the trailer. Doctor Strange goes to cast the spell. Peter Parker messes up the spell. Because when Doctor Strange starts to cast it, he says, everybody's going to forget that you're Peter Parker, even me. And he's like, well, wait a minute, MJ should remember, and Ned should remember, and Aunt May should remember. He changes the spell so many times, he eventually just ends up yelling out, everybody who knew I was Spider-Man before Mysterio revealed I was Spider-Man should still know. Right. And somehow that broke Doctor Strange's, Doctor Strange's spell in a way that instead of making everybody forget that Peter Parker was Spider-Man, it made everybody who knows 
Peter Parker is Spider-Man from every other universe come to Peter Parker's universe. Mm-hmm. Now, I will admit that is a weird kind of leap, but um, fine, whatever. It's a comic. It's a comic book magic storyline. What am I going to do? Am I going to try to apply strict rules of logic to it? No. Um, it's fine. Um, so anyway, the plot is now across the multiverse, not in just Peter Parker's universe, across every universe in the multiverse, where there are many, 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 many Peter Parkers. Anybody in the multiverse who knows. That the identity of Spider-Man is Peter Parker is now going to show up in the MCU universe. Obviously, that can't happen because there are an infinite number of universes. So an infinite number of people would show up and pretty much destroy this universe. Mm. So Doctor Strange is desperate to, to reverse this spell. And of course, Peter Parker is going to help. And then what happens? What's the next thing that happens? Uh, when he tries to, when he tries to help, he um, he takes away the box because he's going to send everyone back to their respective universes, and he takes away the box. Okay, because... I, I feel like you jumped ahead. Did I, I jump ahead? Like jumped ahead a little, little bit. So, so next, what starts to happen is. Villains start to show up from other Spider-Man films. Yeah, he's sort of, he he goes and first, out to collect first, them. First, 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 it's Doctor Octopus, which we saw in the trailer. Yeah, um, and and then Green Goblin shows up. Yeah, and then everybody teleports. <laughs> no, it's fun. Um, so there's this initial fight with Doctor Octopus and, and Spider-Man first, right? And we've seen this in the trailers. There was a lot of questions about it. Dr. Octopus just shows up and he thinks that this is his Spider-Man and his Peter Parker. Mm -hmm. And they fight. And Dr. Octopus actually beats Peter Parker in this fight pretty badly. He rips off a chunk of the chest plate of the Iron Spider suit, the Mm -hmm. nanite suit that Tony Stark gave him. And then he, the nanites seem to like automatically incorporate themselves into Doctor into Octopus's octopus arms, and for a second he seems to get more powerful. He seems to be in control. He seems to have taken Tony Stark's technology, and he seems to be about to kill Peter Parker with it. Right, mm-hmm. but then that uh, it's like a, a magical Tony Stark callback from Endgame, because the Iron Spider sh- suit, of course is is smarter and stronger than Dr. Octopus's stuff. And just like it did to Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet, I the Iron Spider suit, Tony Stark's nanites take over Dr. Octopus. Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man is now in control of Dr. Octopus. So he wickedly turns the tables on Doc Ock. And it's really not Peter Parker. It's really Iron Man. It's really Tony Stark's tech that turns the table on Doc Ock. But it's a great fun scene where 
that fight that we saw so many times in the trailer, we're like, whoa, what's going on here? That ends with Spider-Man being in total control of Dr. Octopus because the Iron Spider suit is now controlling his tentacles, which is so cool, in my opinion, right? Mm -hmm. So that's how Doc Ock ends up being imprisoned in the jail. And then Doctor Strange just poofs um, them back to the Sanctum Sanctorum. Um, and then they have Doc Ock captured and, uh, and then they go and they get, and Spider-Man goes and gets his friends and they're like, okay, this is what's happening. These people are coming from other universes now. And, and Dr. Strange tell them they're going to be a lot more and I need you guys to go round them up for me, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. I was wondering how they were going to explain how Dr. Strange didn't go just do it himself. Like, why did he tell Spider-Man and his friends to go round up all these people. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't really, they like, he just told them you go do it. Yeah. Um, I thought that was weird, but, but not, 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 not really important. Um, anyway, um, then we get Spider-Man going out to look for green goblin because green goblin had appeared at the end of the fight with doc Ock, but then they kind of vanished and he, and, and, and they didn't capture him. No. Um, so he was still out there. So Spider-Man decides to go out looking for a green goblin. And, uh, he, for some reason, I didn't catch this. Did you catch this? Go on. Why, why did he dye his suit black first? Um, he dyed his suit black. Like he, he got a bunch of food coloring and he just dyed his suit black in a sink. Did he? <laughs> and I was I like, I didn't catch that. Yeah, he does that. And I'm just like, why? But I don't know. I guess you didn't catch it either. Um, well, I but then he him, strapped. I remember him trying to clean the paint off his suit. Right? Remember? Um, oh, is that why? Yeah, no. He, he was, I don't think he dyed his suit. He, no, um, he did dye his suit. And then later on, he cleaned it. And then later on, he thanked somebody for cleaning it. Yeah, no, no. But, that was the paint. So when when he was being attacked by, by, um, by people, essentially, because he killed... Mysterio, uh, quote unquote, uh, someone threw green paint on him. Oh, that's why he died in yeah. black then. No, he, he does die in black. He, no, he does. He I remember. He was he watching does, I swear. It. He was he watching does, it. Watch it again. No, he pulls a box of dye out of a drawer. I, I didn't, I don't remember that. He I remember does, him, I, I remember him scrubbing the suit and then Aunt May, I guess, cleaned it for him and he thanked her for cleaning the suit. I yeah, no, remember. he died. He died in black. It was it was black and yellow in that scene. It was really weird. Okay. Um, and he, and he also had a new armband that Doctor Strange gave him. Yes, that that teleports the villains to his magical villain dungeon. Yes, which which, which they didn't explain too much, but whatever, it's fine. Yeah. Um, it's magic. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Um, so Spider Man's out hunting for Green Goblin, and instead of finding Green Goblin, he finds Electro. Um, and, and he ends up fighting Electro a little bit and then he captures Electro and Sandman at the same time. Sandman shows up, yeah. Sandman helps him fight Electro because Sandman is a good guy at the end of, of, of his storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, he works with Spider-Man, um, even though he's still, I think, does he lose at the end or does he go back to his daughter at the end? I don't remember the end of his movie. Um, uh, yeah, I forget. Um, but, um, Anyway, when he appears in, in this universe, he's still good. He works with Spider-Man. He helps him capture Electro. But then Doctor Strange teleports them both into prison cells, too. Um, 
once we get a collection of Spider-Man villains in Doctor Strange dungeon, they start talking. And, and who we have in here eventually is Doc Ock, Green Goblin, Electro, Lizard. Mm. Did I miss anybody or is that all of them? No, I think that's it. That's the five of them, right? Mm-hmm. And the five of them get talking. Of course, some of them are from Andrew Garfield's movies. Some of them are from Tobey Maguire's movies. Um, and the ones who are from the later movies know that all the other ones from, from the previous movies are supposed to be dead. Right. They, they know that they died fighting Spider-Man. So this group, when they all get together and talking and comparing notes about their, about their stories, which of course, as a Spider-Man fan, like I referenced earlier, is like orgasmically fun to witness, right? Because mm-hmm. you're watching all of these story, all these movies you watched before getting connected right before your eyes, yeah. right? These characters from these different movies connecting to each other, um, is so fun. And, uh, so they figure out amongst themselves, wait a minute, we all get killed by Spider-Man. So if you send us back to our universes, like you're planning to, you're sending us all back to die. Right. And Peter Parker being the super moral character that he is, has a problem with this. Obviously he doesn't want to send them back to die. He decides we shouldn't send them back if that's, what's going to happen. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but Dr. Strange says, no, like the, like we broke the multiverse badly. We have to fix this. We have to, um, it doesn't matter what their fate is. It's not our problem. Um, so then Dr. Strange and Spider-Man end up at odds and, and they, and they have an amazing fight scene, um, a, a mirror world fight scene that is very reminiscent of the first Dr. Strange movie where they had many multiple mirror world fight scenes mm. and Spider-Man does an amazing, very Spider-Man trick. Um, to beat Doctor Strange in this fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then he has a plan. He has a plan that, that if, he, if he cures all of the Spider-Man villains of their Spider-Man villain problems, um, <laughs> because, and this is interesting, Spider-Man villains do have this thing in common, right? Where they were all scientific accidents that kind of turned them evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and if you could just reverse the scientific accidents, then you kind of unvillain them, right. um, which kind of makes sense uh, in a very Spider-Man specific kind of universe. Yeah. yeah it kind of, kind of makes sense. Um, so Tom Holland decides that he's going to do this. He's going to cure all of the previous Spider-Man villains. Yeah before he sends them home to their universes so that they won't die. And, yeah. and man, this is a classic Spider-Man storyline. Like this is, this is perfect Spider-Man. This is the moral, the moral dilemma is always got to be the heart of the Spider-Man story, right? Like, mm-hmm. like whether Peter Parker makes the might, the right moral choice is always the, the pure heart of the Spider-Man story. And it's set up so perfectly here. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Spider-Man ends up trapping Dr. Strange in the mirror world. So that's the, that's the excuse for why Dr. Strange isn't in most of the rest of this movie. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, the, the way by which he's going to go about curing all of the villains is, uh, and they set this up earlier in the movie, uh, happy Hogan, 
stole one of Tony Stark's, uh, what's it called? Uh, fabricator machines. So just one of Toby's, Tony Stark's magic computers where you just tell it what magical invention you wanted to create and it creates it, right? Mm-hmm. Basically the same machine that Peter Parker used to create his new suit in in Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm-hmm. It's basically that machine. So he's going to use it to fabricate cures for all of the all of the Spider-Man villains. Yeah. Um, and, and he starts with Dr. Ock and, and he cures him. He, he makes a new chip to insert into the, the brainstem part of the octopus tentacles that mm-hmm. was taking control of Otto Octavius back in his original movie yep. with Tobey Maguire. And so that storyline is perfectly carried on in this film. He builds the exact chip from that movie, but one that cures him instead of breaks him, and he inserts it, and it cures him, and Otto Octavius has this beautiful character moment where the voices in his head stop, and he regains his full self. But he still has control of his tentacles. He still has his superpowers. So he becomes like the best possible version of himself. Mm-hmm. So going all the way back to that amazing Tobey Maguire movie, Spider-Man 2, which many people tout as the best superhero movie of all time, mm. that storyline is given a beautiful, happy ending right here at the beginning of the third act of this movie. And then Doc Ock becomes Spider-Man's uh, like uh, ally for mm. the rest of this film. He's a good guy. Right. Um, of course, uh, up next is Green Goblin, and and God damn it, Willem Dafoe kills it in this yeah. film. When I go back and I rewatch the original. Uh, performance of Green Goblin by Willem Dafoe in the Tobey Maguire movies, I think it's goofy and corny, and I honestly have a hard time like sitting through it. Okay. So I was worried about that character coming into the Tom Holland universe, and was it still going to be goofy? Oh my god, no. It is so perfect and awesome mm-hmm. and amazing, and it and it struck me as... Not only is Willem Dafoe an amazing actor, because when he switches between his two personalities, between the Green Goblin and between um, Oswald, uh, like his face transforms in a in a rubber like Jim Carrey kind of level. Mm-hmm. Like he his face completely transforms when he transform when he changes between his two characters. But the realization came to me, and I, I guess this should have been obvious. I didn't get it before. Green Goblin to Spider-Man is the Joker to Batman. Right. Like it's this it's a very similar character. Yep. It's a character that is pure evil in that he he intends to cause harm. He intends to inflict pain. He intends to crush your idea that your morality matters. Hmm. And Willem, like, first of all, the script is amazing. The dialogue is amazing. But Willem Dafoe in this movie, like, takes the fucking thing over in the third act, I swear to you. And the fight scenes between Peter Parker, between Tom Holland and Willem Dafoe are better, are more violent, are more visceral, are more real. Like, these are real fights 
between these characters in this film. And and it's funny because I thought for a moment they are reminiscent of the fight scenes in the Charlie Cox Daredevil TV series. Okay. Like the first one takes place in a hallway in a skyscraper and it felt really familiar from the Daredevil fight scenes and they go through the walls and they go through the floor and it's really dynamic and super powered but at the same time kind of visceral and really kind of real and almost like um I want to say like um what's the 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 Keanu Reeves action movie series I'm forgetting the name John Wick John Wick in in the violence in these in these fights it's personal and it's and it's and it's brutal um and um it's on a level that like fight scenes i don't think really reach in the mcu in most cases um and, and it's it's great the third act of this movie especially is so so great oh, yeah. and then we then we move into the phase of, so I didn't mention when Spider-Man defeats Dr. Strange in the Mirrorverse, right before he leaves him stranded in the Mirrorverse, in order to do so, he steals his ring, yep. his casting ring. And I guess he leaves it with Ned. And he leaves Ned and NJ uh, in the in the sanctum. And and they're I forget what they're doing. They're doing research or they're they're doing the per the guy in the chair job or whatever. Yeah. Supporting Spider-Man from a distance. But we cut to them and Ned is wearing Doctor Strange's ring. And there's a a joke earlier in the movie. Ned says to Doctor Strange, you know, I've always felt like I might have magic. And sometimes I feel a tingling in my hands. Mm -hmm. And Doctor Strange, like, like completely disregards him, said you should see a doctor about that. Um, But Ned is wearing Doctor Strange's ring and he waves it around a little bit. And some of Doctor Strange's sparkly things happen in the air. Yeah. So, uh-oh, wait a minute. Ned can use the magic ring? Mm-hmm. So Ned waves the ring around and says, show me Spider-Man, and he opens a portal. Show me Peter so, Parker. Big moment, big moment. They're show looking me, for Peter Parker. Right. Show me Peter Parker, right. Because they're trying to find Peter because yeah. he was supposed to call them and let them know how he was doing, and he hasn't. And they're just sitting there waiting to hear from him. Yeah. So the portal opens, and we see Spider-Man. And we see Spider-Man from a distance and he sees the portal and he waves at it and he starts walking towards it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you realized it, but I think everybody in the audience probably realized it at this moment. Yeah. That ain't fucking Tom Holland no. in that Spider-Man yeah. costume. Right? So Spider-Man comes jumping, jumping, comes and jumps through the portal, takes off his mask, bam, it's Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Fantastic. Awesome moment. Okay. Yeah. Doubly awesome because... We've just got the reveal that Ned is is a magic user. So yeah. here comes Ned's superpowers. That's happening now. But also Andrew Garfield is here and he's like, hey guys, uh, you know, I just kind of showed up in this universe and uh, you know, I saw on TV, I was I saw you and your friend on TV and I was looking for you, right? Yeah. Um, so we have this great scene where Ned and MJ are freaked out because there's a different Spider-Man. There's a different Peter Parker. They ask him to prove that he's, you know, Spider-Man. Like they make him crawl around on the roof. It's really funny. Uh, Andrew Garfield is super funny in this movie, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, Ned's like, well, look, uh, we still got to find our Peter, right? 
So if there's different Peter Parkers out here, I guess I'll keep trying this until I find the right one, right? Um, so of course he does it again, and boom, Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire steps through the portal, and he's not just a Spider-Man; he's just himself. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, "Hey, you know, I hope you don't mind. I stepped through this portal, and now this portal's disappeared." And he's funny. He's the same character. He's the same like self-effacing soft-spoken mm-hmm. like i remember during the toby Maguire spider-man films i always thought like these are great films but i didn't feel like Sp- like toby Maguire was the classic peter parker right. like because he he wasn't wisecracking he wasn't like like always like one-upping he was kind of soft-spoken yeah. right and he was funny but he was kind of like relaxed funny instead of like hyper funny right which is way which is the way peter parker i think was constantly always portrayed right Mm. so when when tom holland came along and he was like this hyper funny guy i was everybody was like kind of like okay this is more like classic peter parker yeah right but like when toby mcguire comes back He's perfect. He's perfectly Tobey Maguire, Peter Parker, right? Mm-hmm. And when Andrew McGar- when Andrew Garfield comes back, like he's perfectly his version of the character too. Like the characters aren't are written w- in a way that that plays tribute to their to original the version. Yeah, right. It in such a love. Like like you said, it's a love letter. Like it it truly is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so then we get this amazing moment where the first trilogy meets the second trilogy. Yeah. Because now we get Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield meeting each other. Yeah. And kind of comparing notes a little bit on their lives a little bit. And that is so amazing and so fun. And at the same time, we're still getting MJ and Ned reacting to now there's two new Peter Parkers. Yeah. And all of that is amazing and fun too. So much in that part of the, that section of the film. So just let me uh, cut in real quick. We're here. So one of the things I absolutely appreciate about the whole, that whole scene was, uh, so you remember where they, they immediately started fighting. Like they started flinging their website. Yeah. Yeah. When, when the two Peter Parkers, when Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield first kind of, meet each other they have a moment of fear because they're like what the fuck this guy's an imposter yeah he he's claiming to be peter parker and spider-man so they immediately go into fight mode and and try to fight each other yeah and uh but but then they real but then they kind of immediately realize wait a minute we both are kind of spider-man yeah right (laughs) but he uh he points out the um i believe it was in that moment he points out that his 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 uh, webbing comes from his no, it's his, later on. Is that later I know, on? I know, I know what you're talking yeah. about. That that actually happens later on, right? And when the three of them are together, that and is revealed. I think it's kind of funny that uh, that they they kind of address that because that was Sam Raimi's yes choice. Another to way, do that. another way, another way. The original two trilogies yeah. are right. addressed. Yeah, is they they fully fully address mm-hmm. the difference between. Toby Maguire's web shooting being biological, yeah. and the felt and the following two Spider Mans being the classic web shooters that he builds yeah, from that the comic they, books that they actually make. Yeah, 
they fully addressed that difference yeah. with like another like just like complete spider-man inside baseball like you've got to be a spider-man nerd to yeah. be aware that this is even a controversy right yeah yeah fully addressed in this movie yeah amazingly uh, too yeah. funnily too no and I, repeatedly yeah yeah i absolutely yeah. love that the, because that was like i was saying um that was like a sam raimi choice because he yeah. felt that Spider-Man, and i agreed with it by the way i thought that was yeah. the best choice yeah okay but yeah no he he thought that spider-man would would produce his own web inside his body right. where right. that's like against the comic and i remember a lot of like diehards back then were like nope that's not right blah 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 he makes his thing right. but yeah no, right. i, I but, love but, that they address that but i agree with sam raimi because if you think of it this way mm. what is the greater stretch of imagination right yeah. when you think about spider-man's webbing spider-man's mm-hmm. webbing is an amazing thing it's something that doesn't exist in the real world right it's it's basically a superpower on its own mm-hmm. so what is the more believable thing that Spider-Man who already has these superpowers, right? He can stick to walls. Mm-hmm. He's got super strength. He's got some danger sense. So what is the most believable thing yeah. that he also can shoot these webs out of his body yeah. or that he went and invented a device, a machine, and then invented these webs with chemistry and that like he was just so smart that he invented all of that. Like I don't, I I feel like Sam Raimi's explanation of the story Mm. is the way more believable, better version of the story, even though it's less comic book accurate. Yeah. Realistically though, um, if it was spider accurate, he would shoot it out of his ass though. Right. That's for sure. True. Right. But I think the wrist is a is a more palatable choice. Yeah, yeah, obviously, right? <laughs> but I'm just saying, if he yes, was going to be more right. Sparta, like, really. <laughs> you're right, right? <laughs> but you're right. Anyways, <laughs> right. Let's continue. Um, but anyway, um, so then, yeah, um, uh, 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 then we get like um, uh, a really emotional uh, part of the movie, yeah. um, where uh, Spider-Man. Um, Oh, I, I guess I jumped over a bunch you of parts. You did, but but, but basically, basically, uh, when when Spider Man goes to cure um, Green Goblin, uh, Oswald, mm-hmm. uh, the Green Goblin personality takes over Oswald, yeah. and uh, Oswald is like, "No way, you're not doing this. You're not curing me," uh, and he escapes, and and so does Electro. Electro changes his mind, yeah. and Sandman takes off as well because yeah. he's like everybody else took off. And lizard, um, so uh, everything kind of goes to hell, and all the villains are on the lamb again, um, and, uh, and 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 Spider-Man tries to track them down. He he fights Green Goblin, and uh, Green Goblin ends up. Uh, you know, big spoiler alert here. Big yeah. big big emotional moment. Green Goblin kills Aunt May. Yeah. Um, intentionally, and he makes a great Joker-like speech about how you're going to thank me for this later because I'm going to teach you a lesson about your stupid morality and your stupid, you know, affections and you know, uh, trying to be good. Um, um, he kills Aunt May, and and there's an emotional, long, drawn-out death scene where, of course, Aunt May delivers the famous line with great 
power comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. So we Tom Holland gets his gets his Uncle Ben death moment finally, but it comes from Aunt May. Yeah. Um and, and and of course this makes him more of a of a classic Spider-Man. Um um it's a it's a very moving scene. I will say um mm-hmm. Tom Holland in this scene um is very moving. It, yeah. It's very it's very realistic. He he's he he's got skill as an actor for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, it's legitimately sad. Um, and, uh, and and right after this, it, it comes all of this um, this other stuff that we already talked about. This scene where where we get the introduction of the other two Spider Men, and then um, you know once everybody the other two Spider Men and and MJ and and Ned all get acquainted, they're like, okay, now we got to go find our Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Where would he be? Well, if it was me, it'd be at the top of a tall building. If it was me, it'd be at the top of the Chrysler building. If it was me, it'd be at the top of the Empire Strait building. Uh, so MJ's like, okay, I think I know the top of the tall building where our Peter would be. Mm-hmm. So they go find him anyway. And then we get the great moment um, where Tom Holland, Peter Parker, meets the previous two Peter Parkers. Yeah. Um, you know, Tom Holland is very upset because his Aunt May just died. So uh, it's it's also a very um, emotional scene as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Holland is saying, that's it. I give up. Um, I'm just going to send them back to their universes. It doesn't matter if they die. Um, it's not my problem. Yeah. Um, and the other Peter Parkers deliver the moral message that he needs to hear, you know? Um, Andrew Garfield tells him, look, man... I went through a loss like this. My MJ died or Gwen Stacy. Gwen, my Gwen, yeah. my girlfriend, Gwen Stacy died and I tried to save her and I couldn't. And so then I gave up. I gave up hope. And then I started pulling my punches and I regretted it. It was the wrong thing to do. It didn't help. And then Toby Maguire says, look, I know what you're going through. My uncle Ben died the same way, mm-hmm. and and I could have prevented it. It was because of it was because of some mistake that I made, and it was it was partly my fault. Um, but he taught me with great power comes great responsibility. And then all three Spider Mans were like, "Yes, we all learned this lesson, right?" Mm-hmm. And then we have this bonding moment where it's like, "Okay, Tom Holland accepts that these two guys." are other versions of myself, but, but that they understand me and that I should, I should listen to them. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we get this great for the rest of the movie. And there's a lot of movie left after this, it's probably 40, 45 minutes left after this point for the rest of this movie. Toby Maguire and Andy, Andrew Garfield are co-stars. Like this is not solely Tom Holland's movie. Mm-hmm. This is a, this is a triumvirate of Spider-Man. This is about the third act of this movie is resolved by three Spider-Man. All three, like like whether your favorite Spider-Man was Tobey Maguire, whether your favorite Spider-Man was Andrew Garfield, whether your sp- favorite Spider-Man was Tom Holland, hmm. you got a super satisfactory heroic moment in the third act of this film where your favorite Spider-Man was the hero of this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. For Andrew McGuire, it was the amazing resolution of his character's great tragedy 
where he rescues MJ when she's falling to her death. The same way that he couldn't rescue Gwen Stacy. He rescues MJ against all odds. He pulls it off, this amazing rescue. And then at the end of it, even he is so emotional and surprised by it. Because of what he's been through. Because of his own story that we all went through and we all witnessed. He has this amazing moment that continues on from that. That puts a beautiful bow on it. Mm. A happy ending. Where he was able to save this Peter Parker's girlfriend. Mm -hmm. When she fell from the roof of the building. Because the villain sent her tumbling. Um, So that was amazing if you're an Andrew Garfield fan. Toby, of course, at the end of this, Tom Holland gets into a fist fight with Green Goblin, and he wants to kill him. Mm-hmm. This guy just killed his Aunt May. And uh, another, like I said, another brutal fist fight, like the most brutal fight probably in any MCU film as far as like a just a, a brutally violent fist fight. Mm-hmm. Power bombs too. Did you notice there's a lot of power bombs in this movie? Yeah. That Steve Dunn pointed <laughs> that out. I got to give him credit. Yeah. Uh, when Steve and I were talking about this movie, he was like, "Did you notice all the power bombs?" I was like, "Yeah, dude, I did <laughs> notice. There's a lot of power bombs." Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, Peter Parker picks up Green Goblin's glider and he's about to impale him with it. He's about yeah. to kill him the same way Tobey Maguire killed him. At the end of their movie, Mm -hmm. right? So this is a powerfully loaded Spider-Man movie moment, right? The drama of it is real. The the brutality of it is real. Uh, Willem Dafoe has made you hate him and made made you think he deserves to die. Mm -hmm. um, And made you feel so sorry for for Tom Holland. So he's got the glider over his head. He's about to impale Green Goblin with it. And then Tobey Maguire's hero moment, man. Tobey Maguire steps in and blocks him Mm -hmm. and just holds him steady and just looks him in the eye and just says, man, I know you want to do this. I get it. But this is not what we do, right? And this line is repeated many times through the movie. Mm -hmm. It's first spoken... By Aunt May. When Aunt May is at the feast uh, homeless shelter and Oswald Oswald shows up and he's asking for help instead of being a villain. And Spider-Man is like, wait a minute, that's a villain. Aunt May says to him, look, no, this guy is lost. He's helpless. He's asking for help. This is what we do. She says that to him. Mm -hmm. And then later on, Tobey Maguire says to the fellow Spider-Man, this is what we do. Saying, you know, essentially, this is what I do. This is what Spider-Man does, Mm -hmm. right? Because Tobey Maguire is the most experienced Spider-Man. He's the guy who's been the farthest down the road. He's kind of the leader of this triumvirate of Spider-Man. He's got the most experience. He knows he's got the wisdom. His his advantage in all of this is his wisdom. Right. And in this final moment, when he steps in and he catches the glider and he stops Tom Holland from killing Green Goblin, like, 
Imagine he wasn't there, right? Imagine Tom Holland kills Green Goblin. Imagine what kind of movie that ends up being, right? Mm-hmm. Then the, that ends up being like a fucked up Spider-Man, right? Like he killed, he just killed the guy, right? Kind of like maybe the end of Man of Steel where Superman kills General Zod. And everybody goes, wait a minute, Superman doesn't kill, right? Tobey Maguire's character is is inserted in this moment to prevent that and say, boom, no, Tom Holland this is not what Spider-Man does and you are Spider-Man. So this is not what you do. And Tom Holland gets it in that moment. And it works because of everything that's come before in this movie. It works. Mm-hmm. Right. And so Toby McGuire is the hero of this film, right? He saves Spider-Man from going over the edge and, and, and becoming something else, becoming something other than Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. But then, of course, Tom Holland is the hero, right? Because because he led this team of this other two Spider-Man to defeat or, or to cure rather than defeat all of the villains, which in their previous movies, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire had the minor failure of killing them rather than curing them, right? Mm-hmm. So Tom Holland elevates... The previous two Spider-Men, while the previous two Spider-Men save Tom Holland and assist him in becoming the classic Spider-Man himself. It's it is so amazing. Like I'm Kevin. I am so amazed by the story writing. Mm-hmm. By the writing of the story. I I just want to say. Um like the achievement of this film on a writing level. I don't think it's perfect on a direction level. I said that earlier. Uh, I think the first act is sloppy the way it's filmed, the way it's edited. Um, But I think the story is fantastic throughout this film. I think on a story level, this film succeeds in a way that I just dream. I just wish that star Wars could have done Mm. that. Superman could do that. Batman could do. And I believe that we're going to see Superman and Batman try to imitate this. That's my prediction. I think DC is going to see this and I think they're going to say, okay, we're doing this with Batman. We're doing this with Superman. Uh, And I don't think it could possibly be this good. I don't, I don't think it could possibly be pulled off. Mm. Um, um, but look, I don't know. I've talked a lot and we should wrap up soon because I've gone on a lot and I need to let you get your two cents in. Um, so Kev, I think I'm going to go ahead and give my review. I think I've given all of the details of this movie. (laughs) Well, pretty much. Yeah, um, pretty close. You know, it, it ends with... Oh, no, I didn't give the important thing in that it's resolved by mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, of course. Um, look, the spell is broken and the multiverse is breaking worse and more and more multiversal. People are going to start showing up and destroying the Marvel Universe unless Doctor Strange can fix it. And Spider-Man offers the suggestion to fix it. Mm. He sacrifices himself. In pure Spider-Man fashion. And this is another reason this story is perfect. The solution is Spider-Man sacrifices his entire self to save everyone else. He says, okay, will this fix it? What if you cast a spell that makes everybody forget Peter Parker? Not forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man like the original spell 
make everybody forget that Peter Parker exists. And Doctor Strange is like, yeah, you know what? That might solve the problem. And Peter Parker's like, okay, then that's what you need to do. Do that. Make everybody forget that I exist. Even you, even Doctor Strange. And so Doctor Strange does that. He casts that spell. He casts that spell and he makes everybody forget that Peter Parker ever existed. And Peter gets a moment first to say farewell to to Ned and MJ. And it's very emotional. Mm -hmm. It's very romantic. Um, But then Doctor Strange casts the spell and he makes everybody forget that Peter Parker exists. And that has the effect of canceling out the original spell. The original spell, if you'll remember made everybody in the multiverse who knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man come into Peter Parker's universe. So now that nobody in the entire multiverse even remembers Peter Parker, that means that nobody in the entire multiverse knows that Peter Parker is Mm Spider-Man. So that means that everybody from the multiverse who was coming to our universe now magically goes back. It's a, it's a bit of a stretch, but whatever. It works. It's mm. magic. Again, it's magic. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's what he does. And then all the villains start disappearing. And then the Spider-Mans disappear. After they have a wonderful farewell together, all three Spider-Mans hug. I forgot to mention, Tobey Maguire ends up getting stabbed yes. by Green Goblin uh, for being a hero. Another perfect Tobey Maguire character moment. Mm-hmm. Like, again, he's too good. He's too moral. He sacrifices himself, kind of, even though he doesn't die. Um, he, he just gets really badly injured and then ends up forgetting that Peter Parker exists uh, like everyone else and transporting back to his own universe at the end of the film. So he could be, he could be carrying on fine. Every, every character in this film might have survived at the end and might carry on Mm -hmm. uh, in other stories. After this, we could see more stories with Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man after this, we could see more stories with Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man after this, we could see more stories with any of those villains after this. Yeah. Um, so that's the effect of the end of the resolution of this story. Um, and then the movie itself ends with, with Tom Holland, um, you know, living in a world where nobody knows who he is. Uh, he, he's at Aunt, Aunt May's grave and Happy Hogan is there too. And mm-hmm. Happy Hogan doesn't remember him. Yeah. And they, they talk as if they're strangers. Yeah. And then, it, and then it shows you, you watch Peter Parker getting his own apartment uh, and, and just walking in with a box full of his, of his stuff. And that's all he has in his entire life. Mm-hmm. Oh, he goes, and he, he goes and he sees MJ and Ned and they don't remember him either. And he doesn't say anything to them because he just doesn't know what to say. And they're happy and they're both getting into MIT now. And their lives are better off now, it appears. Mm. Um, So it appears like a happy ending for everybody except for Peter Parker. It's a sad ending for Peter Parker. Which is classic Spider-Man. It's it's kind of the reason I'm not a huge Spider-Man fan. Honestly, it always kind of bums me out that Spider-Man stories are always sad at the same time as being 
you know, um, fun superhero stories. Mm. Um, but, um, at the same time, it's, it's like, like this movie is perfect because of that. Right. Um, because it's a, it's, it's a very, very bittersweet ending for Peter Parker because you see him, he doesn't have the iron spider suit anymore. He sews himself a new Spider-Man costume. And then you see him swinging through the streets of New York Going out to start over, just mm-hmm. to be, to be a brand new Spider-Man in a world where no, he has no connections, no friends, no family, nobody remembers that he was an Avenger, nobody remembers that he saved the universe from Thanos, nobody remembers anything, but they do remember Spider-Man, yeah. just not Peter Parker, so. It's a brand new, strange world going forward. Um, the question about is this Spider-Man going to stay in the MCU or is he going back to the Sony universe is answered. He's fully still in the MCU. Just nobody remembers who he is. Mm-hmm. So going forward, we can have classic Spider-Man stories. Like following up to this, he can go to work for J. Jonah Jameson at the Daily Bugle. Mm-hmm. And he can be the reporter who just manages to get awesome pictures of Spider-Man that no one else can get. And that's why Jonah like keeps him, uh, in his job. And that's why he could, he's able to pay his bills. Um, flash Thompson, who is, was originally a character that we knew as a competitor who worked for J Jonah Jameson as a photographer can now get that job and become that character. So we can have that relationship restored to the original comic version. Mm-hmm. And Peter Parker now has to romance MJ all over again so we can have that entire plot line replay itself leading up to their eventual engagement and marriage, just like the comics, all over again. So the character of Spider-Man, Tom Holland Spider-Man, is set up to be in a perfect place to go forward and have some really classic um, Spider-Man comic book storylines in the movies, yeah. which is awesome. If you're a Spider-Man fan, that's amazing. Yeah. Even though it's also super sad, right? Yeah. Because this version of Peter Parker, like I said, has just lost everything yeah. and it's just starting over completely. Um, so it's sad, but it's cool and it's amazing from a storytelling perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the, the post credit scenes really quick. Yeah. Um, we addressed the Tom, we addressed the Tom Hardy thing, the Venom thing. And this was kind of annoying to me, I'll be honest, because the Tom Holland credit scene, the Tom Hardy credit scene, basically is just a continuation of the post credit scene from Venom 2. Hmm. It's basically the same scene, just like the next part of it. Mm-hmm. He's in the same hotel. And um, we basically just find out that okay, Tom Hardy's only in the MCU because of Doctor Strange's spell. And it's not because Tom Hardy knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. It's because Venom knew, and Venom only knew, because of that line that he said about how he was part of a multi-dimensional hive mind. Mm -hmm. So the Venom that we saw in the Tobey Maguire film 
knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man, so he was part of the same multidimensional hive mind as Tom Hardy's Venom, so Tom Hardy's Venom knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man, so Doctor Strange's spell that brought everybody who knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man into the MCU, mm. like, this is really, this is a stretch. Like, this is a stretch on a stretch on a stretch, in my opinion. From a writing perspective, this is like, man, you're doing backflips here. Mm. Um, but then, at the end of the post credit scene, because of Doctor Strange's second spell, I guess Venom forgets that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. So, Venom and Tom Hardy end up disappearing, going back to their universe, except for some random reason, one drop of the Venom symbiote stays in the MCU. Right. So now we know, going forward, we're going to have close to the classic Venom storyline, whereas Peter Parker is going to encounter the Venom symbiote, and that it's going to bond with Peter Parker, mm-hmm. and then we're going to get the Peter Parker Venom story, I guess without Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock. I guess, yeah. Which I think is weird. And I and I think we also are not guaranteed that Tom Hardy will even voice the Venom that will be in the MCU. Mm. Because if you remember, it's the same thing that happened in Venom 2, right? A drop of Venom became Carnage, mm-hmm. but... Tom Hardy didn't play the voice of Carnage. Hmm. Right? So this is the exact same thing happening again. So, like, no idea what MCU Venom is going to be. And I feel like they just wrote these post credit scenes after Spider-Man No Way Home was done. And they stuck them on the end because they kind of just did mental gymnastics. Trying to figure out what to do. Hmm. To get Venom into the MCU, but then to send Tom Hardy back to the Sony universe. Anyway, second post-credit scene, Doctor Strange, uh, Multiverse of Madness, and there are major consequences for all the ways that Doctor Strange messed with the multiverse, including Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, and um, a lot of negative stuff. this, This scene wasn't really as explicit. It was kind of vague, kind of shortcuts and voiceovers a lot. Well, it was a trailer. Um, it was a trailer, for sure. Yeah. Um, but basically just telling us vague stuff about Multiverse of Madness that we all kind of already knew. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Nothing major was revealed in it, I felt like, is what right. I'm saying. Right. Anyway, I'm going to wrap up now, Kev. Mm-hmm. I've gone on way too long. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home, I think is an amazing achievement in storytelling. Um, Not a perfect film, but an amazingly great film, especially if you're a longtime Spider-Man fan, a Spider-Man film fan. Um, I can't give it a 10 out of 10, but I will give it a 9.5 out of 10. Hmm. I think it is a historically unique standout of a film. I think it's a better film than Endgame, honestly, mm-hmm. um, by a little bit, and um, and 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 I yeah I don't know what you could ask for more, honestly, if you're a Spider-Man fan. Yeah. So um, that's it for me. Um, my highest recommendation, although I don't think you can go, you should go to the theater 
unless you've had your booster. But um, I do think you should see this movie. It's great. It's fantastic. Anyway, mm-hmm. sorry, Kevin, for going on so long. Please go ahead. All right. Where to start? <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, no, I um, I went into this film with obviously high expectations. Um, the trailers were freaking great. Um, we all had our theories going in. We all had our our little, <clears throat> um, I guess, theories of uh, Tom. Oh, not Tom. Sorry, Andrew Garfield and uh, Tobey Maguire being in this film. Um, even though Andrew Garfield's been denying it for basically the last year, <laughs> whatever it's been. Um, there's been there was like you know set photos with. Uh, with him on set and stuff like that and he's like no 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 that wasn't it that that wasn't me the poor guy yeah that's 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 uh, yeah that was that can was you imagine stuff. can you imagine how much he wanted to talk about it because oh, yeah, for sure for like sure. he must have been so excited because yeah, this why, movie why must have been so exciting for him to make right 100 like yeah. imagine how excited he must have been mm-hmm. because he thought it was over toby thought it was over yeah andrew thought it was over mm-hmm imagine how excited they were yeah, of course and then they had to lie about it to keep it a secret for yeah. all this time yeah no, anyway absolutely. go ahead sorry but yeah so um yeah so obviously the uh the excitement was there um i've been stoked for this movie for a long time and let me tell you it did not disappoint um from start to finish i was invested in this movie from before I even stepped foot in the theater. I was already <laughs> invested in this movie. Like, I yeah, was, I was stoked. I was stoked to see this movie. Um, and because of the whole COVID thing that's uh, coming back around again in the fourth wave or where we said it was, um, there was there was there was a little doubt that my tickets were going to get canceled. And I was I was bummed. I was like really bummed out about that. And I got the basically email saying that. My tickets were still valid, so of course I was stoked again, right? But um, yeah, no. Um, a highlight, well, a couple highlights for me. Um, when when uh, when they finally stepped through the portals and and we we figured out that this is Andrew Garfield, even though it was kind of ruined for me before I even sat in the seat. Um, just seeing him come out and, you know, he pulls off the mask. Amazing moment. Like, everyone clapped in the theater. Um, seeing them fight when they finally figured out when they're, like, so they were kind of sloppy with their fighting. And then they're, like, look, like, let's like, we need to learn to fight together. And they pulled it off. And seeing that on the screen was fucking amazing. Amazing joke, um, by the way. Amazing joke, by the way, when um, Tom Holland says to them, uh, look, guys. Uh, I know neither of you have been in a team before, but I have. Yeah. I I fought with the Avengers, and yeah. they were like, "Whoa, cool! Who's that? Yeah, yeah. Is that a rock <laughs> band? Is that a rock band or something? Are yeah. you in a rock band?" It was amazing. Yeah. Anyway. Actually, another funny line in that moment too was uh, when he's like, "I fought in space, whatever," and they're like, "You've been in space?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's like, "Yeah, well, no, I fought a space alien once." <laughs> amazing conversation. Tom Tom Holland yeah. says to Garfield and McGuire, "So, what's the craziest villain you ever fought?" Mm-hmm. And Tom McGuire says, "I fought a space alien once who was all black and gooey." Yeah, yeah. And and and. Uh, and Tom Holland says, "Oh, I fought an alien too. I actually fought him in space. He was purple." Yeah. 
And then Andrew Garfield's like, oh man, I'm jealous of both of you. I just fought like a Russian guy in a rhino yeah. suit. <laughs> Which so we cool. never saw on screen, by the way. Because <laughs> remember, that was like the very last uh, scene just as he was about to uh, fight. So we technically right, never right, saw right, that fight. Right, 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 right. And we assume that would have been the the third film uh, that would have been the right. main villain, right? But of course it never happened. So right. I guess we'll never know. And that's another thing I heard that apparently fans are starting to petition to give Andrew Garfield, uh, Andrew Garfield. The there are film. rumors. Yeah. There are rumors that that will be the next Spider-Man film from Sony. Yeah. That it will be Andrew Garfield's amazing Spider-Man three. Yeah. And I, I fully support that dude. Yeah. Like I, I'm like, why not? Like, yeah. why not? Why not? Give Tobey Maguire more. Like, if you don't give him his own film, why don't you put him in more uh, more of other people's films? Yeah. Why don't you... Like, I, I'm i totally for keeping both of these, keeping all of these stories in the same universe. Why not? Yeah. Like, I... I like, you, like, you're not going to cross them over all the time, mm-hmm. but um, why can't you have multiple iterations um yeah especially if you've established like the the logic behind it and you've and you've logically brought them all three together mm-hmm. now you can split them up and bring them together as much as you want and keep it going mm-hmm. right another uh, nice little line was uh when he uh, took off his mask and uh jamie fox was like not gonna lie kind of thought you were black <laughs> Got to be a black Spider-Man out there somewhere. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, there's got to be that, a black Spider-Man out there somewhere. Right? That was so, a great line. Yeah. Nice little throw to uh, Miles. and I'm, That's definitely coming. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally thought Miles was going to show up in this film. I thought that was going to be one of those like surprises that they yes. were kind of holding back on. Uh, I missed that. I, yeah. I thought that, that the one thing I thought, man, I wish they had thrown that in there. And they yeah. didn't. Yeah. Because yeah. um, we even had... Um, uh, what's his name? Um, Childish Gambino, Donald Glover. Uh, I believe yeah. it was the first Tom Holland film, if I remember correctly. Yeah. When he said, you know, my cousin, blah, blah, blah. And then later on, he was nephew. on the phone. Oh, yeah, nephew. Yeah. And he said, Miles. It's like, I'm going to be late, Miles, or wherever the line was. I can't remember. Yeah, Miles but, Morales is canon in yeah. the Tom Holland Spider Verse. Yeah, so I was totally um, expecting to see him show up. Um, the other thing you forgot to uh, mention was at the end when Doctor Strange is casting the spell and the uh, the rifts in the the sky and you started to see like the silhouettes of yeah people the, and there was definitely some Easter eggs in that scene. yeah for sure yeah. I saw Rhino and it didn't look like the cheesy Rhino that we got in Spider Man Amazing Amazing Spider Man Two it looked to me it looked like the actual. Oh, yeah. Um, to me, it didn't look like a guy in a suit. It looked like Rhino Rhino. But anyways, uh, I don't know if you caught that, but it was very, like, everything was very no, quick. The only, the only kid, like, that was a brief scene. And I know mm. there was like a, there was like a bunch of, okay. So what, so what we're describing here is they show Dr. Strange yeah. and he's saying, he's saying, look, Peter, I can't hold it back much longer. All of these tears in the multiverse are opening yeah. and they're all coming through everybody who knows Peter Parker as Spider-Man is about to come through and I can't hold them back much longer. And then you see in the sky, in the background, you see these like tears in the, in the universe kind of appearing in the sky and you see silhouettes of different 
like characters that are trying to come through. Mm-hmm. And you said you saw Rhino in that scene. Yeah. I saw a bunch of different forms in that scene, but the only one that I made out looked to me like Shumagorath, okay. like that, like that big squid tentacle creature mm. that we've seen in What If, and and I, I it and felt similar Strange to me. Trailer. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Um, so that was the only character that I, but I'm sure there were a bunch mm-hmm. in that scene. Well, but it was, but it's it's really quick. It's a really yeah. quick scene. Well, it was rumored that one of them could have been uh, Craven the Hunter. Right. Um, there was another one. Uh, I was watching New Rock Stars, and he was talking about the ones that he caught. But anyways, uh, Craven was definitely one of them. I caught the Rhino one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, but anyways, yeah. Overall, uh, I'm gonna wrap this up. Uh, overall, yeah, absolutely love this movie from start to finish. Um, like I said, I was fully invested. Story was great, top notch. Um, I'm there with Jared when when he said he thinks he liked this better than Endgame. As much as I loved Endgame, I think I liked it a little bit more. I don't remember my rating for Endgame <laughs> off the top of my head, but uh, this this movie, uh, much like Jared, it's sitting at like a nine for me. I absolutely loved it. And even on the drive uh, home, I said, like, when I say home, I mean from the theater back to to the house, um, I was saying, I'm ready to watch this movie again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I seriously want to watch this movie again. Oh, this is a very like, rewatchable movie. Yeah. And, and, like, it has the extra bonus effect of... I want to go back and watch some Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man yeah, films. Yeah, yeah, I, because I, what I, I did on the weekend, too, actually. Because I, I bet you there are a ton of other connections in the stories mm-hmm. that I'm not even catching because it's been so long since I've watched those previous yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, I know that there are probably a bunch more connections in there that I'm not catching oh, right yeah, now. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I, I want to rewatch them. And I, man, God damn it, Sony, like, high five. Standing ovation for making this deal with MCU um, that is fucking building your own brand up so much. Um, It's amazing. It's such a wonderful synergy. Two different companies made this movie together and both of them are elevated and, Mm -hmm. and, and, and win so much from this. Man, it's a it's a wonderful example. Like I, Kevin Feige, man. Like I don't know if anybody is ever in history going to repeat this man's Legacy. success <laughs> yeah. streak yeah. of his career. Yeah. No, I agree. Like think about this fucking guy's career. Like yeah. fuck. Like when is he going to fail? Yeah. Like when? Like oh my god, I'm I'm. I can't be more impressed um, by Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, look, the, when you compare it to Endgame, like the the magical thing about Endgame, right, was how it reached back a decade mm-hmm. over twenty movies, right, and it, it pulled them all together in some way. It did. Yeah. Fucking Spider-Man No Way Home reaches back fucking thirty years. Mm. <laughs> Like, I, is that how long? Like, I don't even know when the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man was. Oh, the nineties. <laughs> no, it wasn't. The nineties. Two thousand, two thousand two was the first one. That's so, nineteen 20, years. Almost twenty years. Yeah. Nineteen years. 
And it, it does it better. It does it better right. than Endgame does. Um, it's, it's just such an, such an unexpected surprise, even though we had so much, like so much hint as to what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Like, even though we, like, I knew Tobey Maguire was going to be in this. Mm-hmm. I knew Andrew Maguire. I knew Andrew Garfield was going to be in this. Mm-hmm. I knew, I knew Willem Dafoe was going to be in this. I did not know how well their parts were going to be written mm-hmm. and how like naturally and perfectly the actors were all going to fall back into their roles mm-hmm. and that it's not going to be like some some like reminder of what their characters were like it's actually growth continuation and like a level up mm. for all of them. Like it's, I, I, man, I'm going on and on and on. I could go on all night, I bet, but mm. I, I'm going to stop myself now. I'm going to stop myself right. now. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home is a special movie. Yeah. It's a special, yeah. special movie. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, look, I love Shang-Chi. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man No Way Home is in its own category. Okay. I'm yeah. not, I, I don't even want you to, put these on the same shelf i don't i don't i don't want you to do that i love shang chi i do mm. okay maybe in 19 years i will love a shang chi movie as much as i love this spider-man movie okay because yeah. that's what it would take mm. okay so now i'm done right. um kev um Boom, done! <laughs> Episode eighty six of Too Old for This Podcast yeah. is going is going into the books. So, before as we, we uh, the sunset, before we wrap, any uh, quick rec- recommendations you have? What, uh, other than Spider Man, what look what's going on right now. Look, um, um, Hawkeye, I'm enjoying it. You know, yeah. there's one episode left. Okay. Um, if if you thought it wasn't going to be great, um, I will say. The writing and directing on Hawkeye is a level above. Um, it's definitely a level above um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm. I think it's a level above um, maybe all of it. You know, yeah. I liked okay. WandaVision. I yeah. liked Loki. I think those were good shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, I think the writing on Hawkeye uh, is 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 the best so far for yeah, okay. for MCU television, and I highly recommend that you that if you haven't seen it yet, catch up on it and mm-hmm. watch episode six. Um, I think it's totally worth your time. All right, I like how they uh, incorporated uh, Rogers the musical in Spider Man yeah. as well. By the way, yeah. Wait, what do you mean? So I don't know if you caught this, but when he was swinging through New York City. Um, uh, Rogers the musical was in the background on. No, I did not catch that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, if you watch Hawkeye in the in the very first episode, if I remember correctly, um, yeah. they go to Rogers the musical. And it's Rogers just so, the musical is so a great, funny. great, great yeah. scene. I hope they, yeah. I hope they actually make that because I would go see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it's so cheesy. I loved every second of it. Well, they Hulk already made the Spider-Man it. musical, and that was a That's total true. debacle. Yeah. So. Well, didn't some guy Rogers go the flying in the audience kind of or something? 
or something. Oh, something all kinds happened. of accidents. Yeah, yeah. No, I saw, I saw Spider-Man fell from like 30 feet in the air and was injured, hospitalized. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Too funny. But yeah, um, so Hawkeye's your recommendation? Hawkeye's my recommendation. Do you have one? Cap? Yeah, so I recently watched uh, Belfast, um, which oh. was an amazing movie. I highly I didn't it. know that was out even. I yeah. have been... That has been on my radar. I yeah, will definitely it watch it. It's um, it was um, it's definitely gonna gonna get some attention from the Oscars for sure. Um, I, I watched Antlers, which is um, a horror movie by um, produced by Guel, Guel what's his name Guel Toro, whatever uh, Guillermo del Toro, Guillermo del Toro, uh, which is which was an interesting little film. Cool. Um, if I'm going to watch that too. Yeah, if you're into horror movies, uh, yeah, check it out. Uh, I love not, Guillermo. Yeah, I'm not saying it's amazing, but it's 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 an interesting film. Um, and I feel like there's something else I watched, but I'm just oh, um, King Richard was another one I watched, which I thought was an excellent movie. Which is the story about how uh, Venus and and um, oh, Serena Williams, Serena, thank you, uh, Williams kind of become who they were how who they are and um it's mostly about their dad though right no it's really about them as well but his their dad played a huge role in their becoming who they were and right. and um, will smith plays him in the movie yeah and he's just so good in the movie of course right it's will smith um will smith yeah but you yeah, know no, what it's a really good film you just reminded me do you have disney plus i no? do not i do not okay on Disney Plus, there's this new um, series that Will Smith hosts that just came out. Okay, and it's like a a nature documentary. Mm. And tell me if you get like every time I look at it, I laugh out loud because the 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 picture for it um, on Disney Plus is like just like Will Smith wearing like a pair of aviator sunglasses. Okay, and the title of it is. Welcome to Earth. Wow. That's funny. You get I, that? I thought you were it's, gonna... his li- it's his line from Independence Day. Oh, my God. When he, when he punches out the alien, he goes, boom, welcome to Earth. That's funny. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was like the, fr- the the fresh prince of nature or something stupid like that. No. it's This, it's, it's, this whole documentary is yeah. named after his joke from Independence Day. That's it makes funny. me laugh every time I look at it. That's anyway, funny. sorry. Yeah. Random. Random. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Disney Plus is fifteen bucks a month now. Do you know that? Really? When wow. I signed up for it, it two like years ago, bucks, right? or three, it was like eight bucks a month, yeah. and I was like, "This is a great deal. Yeah. I love so much of this programming." Oh man! I didn't know they raised the price to fifteen bucks a month. I only found that out like last month when I looked at my when bill. You bill. <laughs> That's funny. I was like, "When did this shit happen, Disney Plus? What the fuck?" Yeah. And I was gonna cancel it. I was gonna cancel it. But then I watched that Beatles thing. Mm. Holy shit, that thing is great. Yeah. Anyway, okay. <laughs> all right. That's my other and recommendation. Also, yeah. Okay. And, uh, uh, I Book just thought of that. Book Beatles, get Fett. back. If you haven't watched that, oh my god, watch yeah. that. All right. And Book of Boba Fett comes out in two weeks as well. Yeah. So I, I know. Think the, I I think the trailers look like shit for that. I'm sorry. I, I'll be honest. Um, <clears throat> the more trailers they release, the more interest I have gained for the show. So really, yes. Um, the last, I'm not. I don't know. I think yeah. they're trying. I think I think they're still trying, but they're still failing. Oh yeah. For yeah, me, no. For I me. I really I really 
I really okay. got into the last trailer that they released. I'm going to watch it, obviously, yeah, but yeah. I have a feeling. I have a feeling, Kev, that you're going to get mad at me. Yeah. Oh, probably. <laughs> okay. Sorry, buddy. No. I love you. <laughs> All get in the hood. All right, bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I've turned against Disney Star Wars, Kev. I really am. Yeah, okay. I know. I know you still enjoy a lot of it, but um, I've really turned on it. Like I, I don't know. Like I, I think someday I'm going to come out and just make and just declare myself a fan of the original trilogy only because I, that's how I feel about Star Wars right yeah. now. I don't. I don't Fair know. Enough. I don't know. Anyway, Kev. Yeah, man. Um, you know what? We've gone on a long time tonight. Yes, We've talked about a lot of stuff, yes, but um. Um, and we both have to get to bed because we both have jobs. Yes, we do. Because believe it or not, this amazing podcast does not pay our bills yet. It so, <laughs> um, I wish before it did. we wrap up tonight, yeah. <laughs> are there any are there any questions or comments from like I don't know, like the the chat or our email or you well, know our phone lines? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Facebook right now, and uh, okay. someone left me a voice message in, 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 okay. in the chat. And uh, here, I'll I'll play it real quick. Okay, that's the end. Well, Janet. yes, by 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 coincidence, yes. <laughs> you sneaky Ms. little bitch, Ms. Jackson, <laughs> because I am nasty. Yes, that is the end of tool for this podcast episode eighty six. Yes, so, is. if you're listening, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, you are a special friend, uh, and, um, and, and we do appreciate you. Thank really. you for being a friend. Thank you for listening to episode, episode 86 of Tool for this podcast. For DJ Kevin Kev, I am Jeremy Dove, or JD the MC, or just Jer, saying, just chill. Till the next episode. <laughs>